It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, in 1947, Puello was raised in a devout Catholic home. As a teenager, Puello yearned to be a writer. He says his parents saw his artistic desire as a sign of mental illness and committed him to a mental institution three times. He eventually enrolled in law school and attempted to lead a more traditional life. But fate had other plans for Poilo. He immersed himself in what he calls a hippie life, experimenting with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Poilo became a political activist and wrote song lyrics for a Brazilian rock star. He eventually returned to his Catholic roots and walked the El Camino de Santiago trail. It is a historic Catholic pilgrimage. During this 500-mile trek from France to northern Spain, Paolo says he had an epiphany that fueled his desire to write. Now Paolo has written 31 books. His seminal work, The Alchemist, is celebrating its 25th anniversary. The book has been on the New York Times bestsellers list for more than six years and has sold more than 65 million copies worldwide. So when you were younger, years before you published any books, you wrote this in your diary. Every day it seems harder to achieve my great ideal, to be famous and respected, to be the man who wrote the book of the century, the thought of the millennium, the history of humanity. How old were you when you wrote that? Well, I was always a little bit megalomaniac. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so this is amazing to me that you would write that and then you become this famous, respected man who wrote the book of the century, the thought of the millennium, yeah. that the universe, whatever you're trying to achieve, the universe rises up, conspires to help you, and the history of humanity, this book will be. How did I, you know that? I did not know, but probably, well, Oprah, don't ask me questions that I don't know how to answer. <laughs> First of all, who writes that about themselves? <laughs> who, who says, oh, every day it's someone harder that to... It, someone that needs to go to a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> who writes that? Yeah. Every day it's harder for me to be famous, and I think I'm not going to reach my ideal of being famous yeah, and respected. That's sometimes I tell to my parents, they were right. Oh, I was totally crazy. Only a crazy person writes this. Yeah. But... 
at the same time, you projected it. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's you like Jim Carrey, the actor, said that when he was a starving, you know, actor making no money, he wrote a check for $10 million and put it in his chest. Yeah. Yeah. That, there are many people who did that. Yeah. You know, I'm not the only one who wrote this because if you really think small, the, your world will be small. If you think big, your world will be big. But having said that, to fulfill something, uh, a self-fulfilled prophecy is, is quite difficult to explain. But, Oprah, you want to know, did I write The Alchemist? I'm not sure. I'm sure that I was a, a good instrument. Mm. Huh? That I went through all these ordeals in my life, you know, totally crazed, outcast, whatever. You mentioned I, I was there. And then one day I write this book that it is, let's be honest, much better than I am, you know? So one day you manifest something. This is the real alchemy. Yeah. You know? And everybody has this possibility. Wow. So it's interesting what you just said. I loved when you just said, you're not sure if you really wrote it or were you the vessel. Yeah. that allowed yeah. the words to come through. Yeah. Do you know, I read a story about, in a Vanity Fair magazine a couple of years ago. The story was about Michael Jackson. And friends of Michael Jackson were quoted as saying that when Michael Jackson did Thriller, which is the number one album in the world, and at the time was the number one album in the world, that his great fear was that he could not repeat the phenomenon of thriller, and that he was chasing it, chasing it, chasing it, chasing it, because he didn't realize that thriller was indeed a phenomenon, and that he still made good music, great music, that all of his albums had followed, so 20 million and so on, but that thriller in itself was a phenomenon, which is what I realized with The Oprah Winfrey Show. The Oprah Winfrey Show was a phenomenon for its time, and to try to chase that would then put you in your life forever trying to compare yourself to that moment. We do this because we love, right? Yes. You, you travel to Geneva yes. because you, you are enthusiastic about yes. your work. Yes. I continue to write books because I'm enthusiastic about my work. There are two or three books that did not sell at all, you know? But still, even after these two or three books, I continue to write because I said, I cannot just sit down and wait, uh, what? Wait on another phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I continue to write, and, and, and thanks God, uh, the other books, they, they all made the best lists. What did you learn about yourself while being at a mental institution? Uh, the first thing that I learned it was, I learned that I could never run for president. Because they will have this thing, you know. Sooner or later, they're going to say, this guy he was in a mental institution. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the second thing that it was very liberating. Really? It was, I'm crazy, so I can do anything I want. Mm. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So when I escaped one, three, uh, the second, the third time, I said, now I can do anything I want because... People think I'm crazy. People think I'm crazy 
and and uh, well, if something happens, I said, okay, sorry, but I was in this mental institution. I'm very famous, <laughs> so forgive me, blah blah blah. Wow. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. More to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas' 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. So was it then that you determined to be a writer? I determined to be a writer, but it was impossible. My parents, at that moment, they were right. So I started writing lyrics or songs. And I started making a lot of money. Mm. And when I started making a lot of money... You lost your mind, for real. No, I, I lost my mind. No, no, I did not lose my mind. But they were so impressed because my sister, she's a scientist, you know? She, she followed fulf- the rules. She fulfilled all the things that... She saw the frustration of yeah. my parents who so said, okay, I'm going to I'm going compensate. To be, yeah, I'm going to be the good girl. I'm going to go be the good girl. But then, they said, my God, he is making 10 times more money than his sister that is hardworking, you know, uh, 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 you know, works for the government. She specializes in metals, you know, she's a chemical engineer. And then they relaxed because I could be crazy, but I still could make money. <laughs> As a young man, Paulo Coelho says he immersed himself in the counterculture of the late 60s. Eager for artistic expression, he also found work as a television writer and wrote lyrics for a Brazilian rock star. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And traveling. And traveling, yeah. Uh, so I became a hippie, and then I learned how to live out of nothing, yeah. you know? Uh, it was my first contact with your country. And it was... So you were a hippie in the USA? Also, no, okay. all over the world. All right? over the world. And I crossed, believe it or not, from New York City to Mexico City. So I don't know if you still have, but you had YMCA. Yes. And you had Greyhound bus. <laughs> <laughs> so you could buy a pass. 
yes. three months uh, traveling to any place in in U.S. So was your journeying as a hippie, was that journeying across America, throughout the world, was that your journey to discover your personal legend? One of them. One of them. No, no. My personal legend was yes. to be a writer. Yes. But it was a journey that uh, I started to be free from this moment on. Right. Poilo has now written 31 books, including his steamy new release, Adultery. His first book, The Pilgrimage, was inspired by his own 500-mile trek he made from France to northern Spain on the El Camino de Santiago. The journey that changed my life totally is the road to Santiago. Yes. When I said, okay, you're always telling people, hello, I'm Paulo Coelho, what are you? I said, I write, which book did you write? I said, no, I'm working on it. It was a lie because I was not working on anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. You want to be a writer, but you don't write books. Huh? So Santiago de Compostela made me accept that if I want to be a writer, I should write a book. Simple like this. You, you know? can't just tell people you're a writer and <laughs> no, you haven't no, written no. anything. You cannot be working on something. Huh? Yeah. But I had money. I had a wife that I still have, the same wife. Yes. Not the same, because she changed a lot. But let's say the same person, physical person. Yeah. Huh? And I changed it also. I had, uh, I had the job on a television, and I was not happy. This enthusiasm thing. So I said to my wife. You didn't have it. You didn't have the enthusiasm. No. So I said to my wife, Christina, we have everything people can dream of, except joy. At least I don't have joy. Wow. So I have the $17,500. Let's get the $17,500 and try to find the meaning of life. So I, I said to Christina, let's go. Let's start traveling. Oh. OK, what is the next? Did Christina not have joy either? I think that is profound. Yeah. You know, what you just said is so profound. Because you say that our only obligation is really to discover the personal legend. Absolutely. That's the only job. And to honor. And, and to, to honor. honor. To discover it and to honor it. That's really the only job you have in life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to fulfill. And to fulfill it. Yeah. And to fulfill it. Yeah, yeah. The idea of a personal legend is a key theme in The Alchemist. It's also been a guiding light in Poilo's own life. He believes every person has a supreme destiny, a unique calling meant only for you. And not everybody's going to fulfill it. No, no. Everybody knows, I'm sure. I'm positive. Everybody, but not everybody dares to... Well, you know what? I think not everybody knows. I do a lot of speaking, and, and I talk to... I, I call this your personal... your purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's your purpose. Yeah. It's your calling another word for personal legend. And people are always saying to me, I don't, I don't know what mine is, I don't know what mine is. They know. They know. They don't record. It's very difficult, Oprah, to accept that you know what you're supposed to do and you're not doing. Yeah. Like the merchant who didn't go to Mecca. Voila. Who made the decision. Exactly, exactly. Who kept saying he wanted to go to Mecca. Yeah. And every year, 
postponed going to Mecca. Yeah. And finally realized he was never going to go to Mecca. Yeah. Even yeah. if he had money, even, even if he had the conditions, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in my life, I think I learned a lot with this. So, brings up this question. As Santiago's search for his personal legend, there are many forces beyond his control guiding him on the journey. I love how you say, even when they were out in the middle of the desert and sometimes they'd have to go around some of the dunes and avoid some of the obstacles and avoid the, uh, the, the, the tribes who were at war, that as long as they got back on course, they would always end up at the same place. Yeah. That that's the way our lives are. That's a metaphor Absolutely. for our life. Absolutely. That there are obstacles that take us out of the way, yeah. but as, as long as you know where you're going. Also, you say, the most important question is to know what you want. You know, it took me years. I knew that I want to be a writer mm -hmm. since I was young and have these megalomaniac things about being the most famous writer in the world. But it's not enough to know what you want. You have to, to do what you want, to be what you want. You know, so a writer implies in writing books. Yeah. Huh? A gardener implies in gardens. You know, but if you... I don't know about today, but if you talk to your father or your mother, if you are from a middle class, I want to be a gardener. Your father says, oh, my son, please go to the university. Yeah. Uh, get a diploma and you can do your gardening during mm -hmm. the weekend, you know. But you love plants. You love the soil. You love, you know. But at the end of the day, you are convinced. And this is not good for the person who is being convinced and for the person who is trying to convince. You are creating this aura of frustration around them. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. After Poilo Coelho's first book, The Pilgrimage, had strong sales, his publisher had high hopes for his next title, The Alchemist. When it didn't sell, Poilo had to fight for his dream. 
when the guy said, oh, this book is not to sell. It's not going to sell. Back to you. Well, now that I decided to be a writer, that I walked from France to Spain, 500 miles, that I burned all my bridges, that I quit everything to be a writer. You are telling me that this book is not good. And it was up to me at that moment to say, he's right, let me write another book. Or? Or say, no, I believe in this book, I'm going to fight for this book, and I may die in the process. Okay, this is the question. This is the question. When is a no really a no? It depends. <laughs> I cannot, it's not, you know. Because sometimes a no is a no. Sometimes a no is a no. I, I, I think some people, you know, but if you're listening to your heart, it's never a no. No, no, no. If you're listening to your heart. Sometimes it is a good no. Yeah, right? but you got to know the difference between your heart and your head. Absolutely. Isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. okay. You also say that, you know, in the beginning, Santiago uh, talks about the language of God because he's having the dreams and he is told by the gypsy, I think, that the dreams are the language of God. Now, is the language of God the same as the language of the world? Absolutely, yes. It is? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, I mean, dreams, by the way, you mentioned dreams. Dreams is a moment that we connect to this so-called uh, language. So, yeah. Language of the world. Language of the world. Yeah. And then you don't understand. But then if you pay attention, there's a symbol here, this symbol there. And if you put this puzzle together, you are going to understand. When I first presented my book, this book to my American publishers, they read, they found a fantastic book, but they said, this title is not good. The Alchemist? The Alchemist. They didn't like the title. I said, but why the title is not good? Because there is no alchemist, only at the end of the book. And Besides that, it's too new age. Nobody knows what an alchemist is. Right. You know, but I said, but it is the title of my book. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, we're not going to put any money to promote this book. I said, I don't care. I'm convinced that I want this. Yeah. It's like adultery. Yes. Many countries in the world said We're not going to do a book called adultery. We are not going to to do a book called Adultery. Can you imagine you giving this book to your wife? <laughs> you know, to your mother. Mm -hmm. You know, Mama, here is Adultery for you. And give some bad ideas, mm -hmm. you know? But I said, the title is Adultery. So... Well, now... Now I have power say, enough to Nobody's going to argue with no, you now. No, no, but, but then they went back. They, yeah. they, they took it yeah, back. But I can understand. I can understand an American publisher being a little squeamish about the title because trying to explain to people what alchemy is. It's difficult to explain to people what an alchemist is or what alchemy is. Yeah, but you, you want to know the title that they gave? What? They wanted to give? What? The Shepherd and His Dream. This oh, is, no. This is horrible. Oh, no, this but, is horrible. Yeah. You know, Joseph Campbell, 
teaches about the hero's journey. The adventurer leaves home, overcomes obstacles, achieves great deeds, then returns home to share his or newfound wisdom. And that's, that's Santiago's tale. That's Santiago's that, tale. Yeah. Why do you think that we human beings respond so well to the hero's journey? I think that we have this mythical hero's journey of Campbell that also use, I use personal legend. Huh? Mm -hmm. He uses personal bliss. Personal bliss. No? But we are talking about the same thing. Yes. No? Our destiny. Yes. Our destiny. They think that we are here for a reason. Right. Huh? So uh, I believe it resonates with everybody because everybody wants to undertake the hero's journey. However, people don't do it. Yes, because they're afraid. Poilo knew he had followed his bliss when he received some shocking news in 2011. His cardiologist told him he had a severe heart blockage. Can I tell you something very personal? Yes. So in 2011, uh, the father of my agent and friend uh, died from a heart attack, and she got paranoiac. And, and, uh, and then, she thought that everybody was going to die from a heart attack. Mm -hmm. huh? So she obliged everybody to go to do this stress test. Mm -hmm. And uh, and of course, I walk every day. I have a very healthy life. I live close to nature. You know, I do archery. I, I, I don't eat a lot, you know. So, I'm not going to do this test. So she insisted, insisted, insisted. And to please her... You did it. I did. And the guy said, you're going to die in 30 days. I said, oh, you're joking. He said, no. But when I arrived here, I said, I have no pain chest. I'm not tired. I have nothing. Uh, he said, you're going to die in 30 days. You weren't afraid when the doctor tells you you're going to die in no, 30 days? No, I was days? surprised, but not, not, I did not have time to be afraid. I said, when I'm going to a heart surgery, it was 10 o'clock in the evening, and I said, oh, I may die tomorrow. This is a two-story opera. Huh? I mean, because there are people, they know the story here. I said, if I die tomorrow, the first thing is that I spend more than half of my life with the woman that I love. How many people on this planet can say that? The second thing was, I did everything. I was totally crazy. I went to all extremes. So I have nothing to regret because I went I did everything. And you were a hippie her. on Greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During the hippie. Yeah. During the hippie movement. Yeah. You were a hippie on Greyhound. Yeah. Third thing is that I fought for my dream. I do not took a no for an answer. I want to be a writer and I wrote. So I said, if I die tomorrow, that's okay. If I die, I'm going to die. But mm -hmm. I want to die with the same sensation that I had on November 30, 2011. This is my dream. Wow. That's 
That's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Let me ask you some questions. Answer them as quickly as you can. What is your definition of God? I don't have. It is a verb. They asked Moses. Moses asked the same question. Who are you? And he said, I am. I am that I am. <laughs> so I am. I don't have. I have the same definition that I gave to Moses. How do you define spirituality versus religion? Uh, religion is when you share the same mysteries with a lot of people, which I don't think it is a bad idea. Spirituality is your own responsibility. At the end, you cannot blame the priest or the rabbi or the imam for the, your attitudes. But it's good to go there and say, okay, I believe this is the body of Christ. What's the lesson that took you the longest to learn? Many. Many lessons. But I'm still learning. Yeah, yeah. Humility. Humility. Yeah. Humility. What do you think happens when we die? I don't know. I'm still alive. Don't know. I will tell you as soon as I die. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Finish this sentence. The world needs... The world needs, I go, f I, I'm going to plagiarize the Beatles. Love. Love. My greatest passion is? To live every day as a different one. The soul of the world is? You and I and everything that surrounds us. I'm fully in the present moment when? Every day. I try to be. Mm -hmm. So it can be anything that sparks this. Thank you for inviting me to your beautiful home in Geneva. Opera Winfrey, thank you for coming. You don't know how important is your presence here. Mm. You are an icon for me, not for me, for everybody, but thank you for being who you are. Thank you for using your power for good. And this is the best compliment I can make to you, is that you use your power to improve the world. May God bless you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yay. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.